Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's this. Here we go. Get him in now. Let's go. Let's go. Bringing you another step closer to the Seahawks and the NFL. Your home of the 12th man proudly presents Mike Holmgren. I will tell everybody how I want this done. I don't care. I want it done my way. My way. My Brought way. to you by Washington Gold Casinos. By Sharp Vision Modern LASIK. By El Gaucho. By Tacoma Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. By Advanced Hair Seattle. By Master Park Airport Valet Parking. And by Medical Teams International. Can I review that? I want to review that. Mike Holmgren on Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. I'm hopeful that Mike Holmgren is going to see it in his heart to make an announcement on the radio show today. An announcement? Yes. That he's going to be front and center in a chair in my home. Oh. At 10.05 on Sunday morning. I thought you said uh, he's going to be the offensive coordinator for Chip Kelly. Yeah, he's going to be Chip Kelly's offensive coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you've got got people Uh, in my household talking. You've got my kids coming up to me and saying, hey, Daddy, did something happen between you and Mike Holmgren? No. Because for years he'd come every now and again and sit down with us and watch the game. And now in 2015, not a single appearance by the great Mike Holmgren. How do you explain? What do you want me to say to these these kids? Well, there's there's a couple things. First of all, uh, tell tell the boys that everything's good between you and I. Everything's good. Okay. Not to worry. Okay. Okay, but I I've taken on, I think I mentioned it to you, but I've taken on uh, some new responsibilities at my church. Yeah. Uh, ushering is one. Um, properties director of the church, and so on Sundays. Uh, I have to be there. I really do have to be there, and then, and then I deal with the games when I can deal with the games. I but see. I have learned how to uh, t- uh, DVR them. Yes. Am I saying that right? Yes. You I've are. learned how to do that. Yeah. And then this Sunday, I'll be in Los Angeles coaching that. Uh, oh yeah. You know, flying down tomorrow That's to coach right. that All Star oh, yeah. game. That's right. With all my old coaches, and uh, but I will be sitting watching the football game. So you and I can talk about it on Monday. Okay. Hopefully it's a good discussion. Okay, so you say that you're an usher. I, I Yes, I am an you usher. You show people to their seats during the service, before well, the service? Well, it's, it's, it's pretty much before the service starts and, and you greet people and you pass out the, the, program. yeah, the yeah. programs. And then yeah. when once, the, once uh, my son-in-law, who's the pastor, starts the service, yes. I don't let anybody in. If, if you're late, I yell at them. If they're late, I say, get here on time. You get a good seat. Otherwise, you're out. God, so, imagine, oh, going wow. to a ch- imagine no. going to a church service and having Mike Holmgren greet you and open the door and show you to your seat. I tell you what, I'd be on time. I'm habitually late. Are you? Well, we have, you know, we have a lot of wonderful people at our church that uh, are late all the time. They greet each other. They're talking. The thing starts. The music starts. The singing starts. And they're still out. And so I, I've had to retrain some of them. Wow. 
you know, I gotta say that I, I would be on time. Coach, I, I gotta say were, to you guys, you usher, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk humiliation right now with what I'm about to say, but I, I want to say hearing that that Mike Holmgren is an usher at the church service. I've never really considered changing teams. <laughs> I've never I've never considered the conversion it process. Appeal, it appeals yeah. to you now, but saying? I gotta say that this is a perk that I might not be able to turn down. <laughs> No, no, and I, Mitch, you want to come some Sunday and and sit with us? I will make sure oh my that goodness. you have a seat of honor. In oh that, my in that coach, did, did your son-in-law ever contemplate what other churches are actually doing in the Seattle area, and that is either canceling service altogether or moving it to like five p.m.? Well, you know what? It, it's funny you say that. It's uh, it did it did my my daughter, who's married to James, uh, ran that by him. But it, it didn't fly too well. And then, uh, but in Green Bay, honestly, in Green Bay, the whole fall church schedule was was worked around the football games. I'm not sure that's the way it's supposed it's to go. It's all about priorities, right, uh, Coach? I, I, I think it's supposed to go the other way, really. <laughs> when I, uh, uh, now that we've got Mike Holmgren on the line for his final words about the Carolina game, when I think of Carolina playoff games, I think of the anecdote that I've told on the air before, both with Mike here and with Mike not here, and that's my memory of a playoff game in 2005 between the Seahawks and the Carolina Panthers for all the marbles and a trip to the Super Bowl. And I remember having a conversation with you. I've, I've mentioned this to you before. You don't, you don't remember this, but I do because it, it really moved me. I had a conversation with you on like the Tuesday or Wednesday – before the championship game against Carolina. And uh, we were talking about something, maybe doing an interview or talking, and I said to you at the end of the chat, I said, hey, good luck, coach. Go, go win the game on, on Saturday or Sunday. And you said before hanging up, we will. And then you said goodbye and you hung up. And I thought, I hung up the phone and went, my God, he's got enormous. You just knew going into that NFC Championship game, that you were going to win that game. Either you just knew the matchups, you just knew your team, you knew the home field advantage, maybe it was all the above. I'm assuming you're going to tell me that neither of these two teams knows, or maybe you'll tell me they both know, that they're going to win the game on Sunday. Do they feel that way? Well, I, I think <clears throat> there's a good chance that they both feel that way. You know what I mean? They, they have, first of all, Carolines had this type of season that now – I can honestly say they go into every ball game, they're going to win the game because of what they've done. Now, the Seattle, on the other hand, has always played Carolina well, believes they probably should have won even the game this year. And and so they're going in with a lot of confidence. And so I think both of them feel pretty good about it, but they both know that it's going to be a battle. Uh, in, in our game with Carolina, I, I thought – I, I didn't think they would handle the noise very well at all. And, and as far as weapons, I thought if we could take care of Steve Smith, if we could make the game hard for him, mm-hmm. that they couldn't, they, they'd have a tough time scoring. I really believe that after looking at the film and getting ready. And in fact, that's what happened. Right. So that, right. that's kind of why I felt the way I did. Mm-hmm. So we get ready for this game on Sunday. And I asked uh, the guys – on the uh, on the round table yesterday, Condota Bowling and Hugh Millen, you know all of them. I said I said to them, let's assume the Carolina Panthers had the exact same year that they had, fifteen and one, 
number one seed in the NFC and the favorite. And let's just say there was one thing different about their season. Instead of beating the Seahawks in week six, let's say they played some other team, the Dolphins. And so they were going into this game 15-1, and but the only difference is they'd still be somewhat haunted by the last five or six times that they played the Seahawks. They lost to the Seahawks. So that's one scenario versus the actual scenario, which is they're 15-1 and where they have the game in week six in their pocket and they can go onto the field knowing we beat this guy, this team on their home field where nobody wins and we have that going for us. Is there a huge difference between those two scenarios? I think there is. I would think there would be because if they had not played this year and won that game, particularly the way they won it and they won it at the end, then they, you know, there's no way they could come in and say, listen, we, we, we can get this team. In fact, Seattle has always gotten them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think by winning that football game, now they can say, you know, we've been close. However, they prepped their team prior to playing the Seahawks previously. You know, we've hurt ourselves, but they not they have never gotten over the hump. Well, they got over the hump. Not only did the team get over the hump, but I think their quarterback got over the hump. You know, I remember sitting in your in your beautiful theater at your home, <laughs> watching that game with you uh, a couple years ago, and making the comment like Cam. And then Cam, it, it seemed to me as though Cam Newton kind of disintegrated in the fourth quarter. I mean, he was not not just not good. He was bad. Mm-hmm. And and it cost them the football game, in my opinion. That wasn't the case this year. This year, and and it, quite honestly, it surprised me a little bit because I was waiting for it. But he's had the type of year that that will give his team confidence, his coaches confidence, and and of course himself. You know, he he feels now we, we can do this. Tacoma Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Advanced Hair Restoration Washington Gold Casino Sharp Vision El Gaucho Master Park International uh, Medical Teams International Master Park and don't forget we're going to give somebody in our audience a chance to pick the final score and win a, a, a brand new car in our next segment so we'll give you we'll give you that number caller that uh, we want to call us here in a minute um, the Saturday night before or the Friday night before you do your thing with the with the the first 15 plays and you generate a game plan in terms of how you're going to approach the early game offensive play calling. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you would approach the early game offensive play calling if you're Seattle going up against that Carolina defense. Well, I wouldn't change too much uh, from from what we tried to do in the first 15. Uh, I'd have plays in there certainly to try and and, – and see how they would react, first of all, defensively to certain motions and certain sets. The play itself, uh, while it's very, very important, obviously, it, it, in early on, it, it was the most important thing is I wanted to get a read on the defense and how they would react during the football game. Because once you do that, you know, you, you, rarely do they change dramatically. They have a game plan, they're going to play it. So you get information. You get information early. The second thing I do is... Um, I'd come out winging it. I would come out winging it, you know, and I would try and get them off balance and go against every tendency that we saw on film. So if the defense is showing you on first down 75%, if they're doing this or whatever on second down, they do this, this is a, you can get some pretty good tendencies this late in the season, and they're not going to change dramatically. 
because they play good defense, and this mm-hmm. is what they do. It's like the Seahawks. The mm-hmm. Seahawks won't change dramatically. Mm-hmm. So you should have a pretty good read on that. And then I try and early on get them thinking just a little bit, get them guessing just a little bit. A lot of personnel changes, and so. But as far as the type of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come out kind of, you know, testing the waters. I wouldn't do that. I, I'd come out winging it, and, and, and let's go. This is the type of game it's going to be. Let them know that, and then let them adjust to you because you have confidence in what you're going to do. Does the presence of Marshawn Lynch, who said last night he's ready, which means he's going to play, does that change anything? Well, you know what? I, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. Uh, that's a great question. I think that's the question of the day. If, if, if because they have him, they change what they've done in the last seven weeks, then I think, I, I, I don't know, I, that bothers me just a little bit. It, I hope it doesn't do that. I think they, they can still, you know, you look at, I'm glad he's playing. And if he can play, they're better. They're a better football team. But it, I hope it doesn't make them go into a, a little different rhythm mm-hmm. than they've established in the last couple weeks, a few weeks. Listen, uh, Richard Sherman has had a fabulous season. Yeah, yes. He's not a first-team All-Pro, and I think the biggest single reason that Richard Sherman is not a first-team All-Pro has nothing to do with how he's played. He's played Richard Sherman well the whole year. He's probably not a first-team All-Pro more because there's a guy named Josh Norman who's on the other side who has eaten up that spot on the All-Pro team that Richard Sherman normally would have. Um, They are vulnerable, everybody says, on the other side. Wherever Josh Norman isn't is where Carolina is vulnerable because they've lost some guys due to injury. So, as a play caller, are we just going to prod prod that other side? Or do we early in the game say to Carolina through our play calling, we're going at Josh Norman and we're going at everybody else. We're not, we're not fooling around with staying away from Josh Norman. No, I think what you do is tie in with what I said earlier, though. You you have to find out how the Seahawks or how how Carolina is going to play that. <clears throat> are they going to move Josh around on a receiver? Where are they going to put him? Because, <clears throat> excuse me, they they you're right. They're in. It's a dramatic difference from one corner to the other side. And so before you take your shots and before you kind of expose what you think you can expose over there, you got to make sure they're doing that. If they're protecting that young guy on the other side away from Norman with certain coverages, you have to know that before you take your shots. Because when you, got, when you take your shot over there, you want it to work. You want it to be, be, the, be the play. And so I would, I would think, one, they will, they will not – I mean, if you have your choice, you're not going to throw, throw at Norman all the time and ignore the other guy. That would right. make no sense, just right. like if you wouldn't, you wouldn't throw against Richard Sherman all right. the time. Right. But – you got to get them playing the game, and and I think the Seahawks will do that. Okay. They'll, they'll they'll throw on both sides. Okay. How about the experience factor? I think I asked you last week this question because Seattle was loaded with experience, playoff experience, and Minnesota had virtually none. Yeah. Here here's a here's a Cam Newton led team where Cam himself talked about it this week. How he's not happy with his playoff resume. He's only won one game, and you've got Ron Rivera, the coach, who has only won the one game against. The Cardinals last year, when the Cardinals were starting their third-string quarterback, how how much of a factor does that is that coming into Sunday, or is it not a factor at all? No, I think it's a factor. I think playoff experience is real. That's when they talk about that. That's a, that that helps. 
that helps the urgency of it, the sudden death part of it. Uh, you know, if you have guys that have been there before, I think it helps. What what a team would think about is that while, when you're getting good, when you're go- climbing that ladder to be a be a Super Bowl caliber team, you know, the first couple times in the playoffs, it doesn't work for you. Now, the more you're in it and the more you do it, now now all of a sudden you're getting better, the team's getting better, you're getting more confident, you've been there before, and I think it makes a difference. That's why on that score, you know, I give the Seahawks a little bit of an edge this week. Okay. All right, go uh, go have fun in Los Angeles. Coach a, coach a good football game. Now, let yeah. me let – me, uh, I make one request for you as a coach – of uh, this uh, uh, this all American game. Yes. Okay. Second and ten. Yeah. <laughs> Run the okay. draw. Okay. Don't. Okay. You don't have. Ma- I don't know who your fullbacks are. It's not Max Strong. It's not Max Strong. Okay. Get out of that. Everybody knows. The whole n- world knows now that Mike Holmgren runs the ball on second and ten. And third and eight. Pop it up the middle. No, no, yes. no, no. no. Oh, Abdi, what are you talking Thank about, you. Mitch? He never ran it Thank on you. third and eight. He didn't run it on third and eight. All right, you didn't he watch. Ran it. He ran it out. Second and ten, he figured, I know what he was thinking. He was thinking, okay, it's second and ten, it's a long-yarded situation. Everybody's thinking pass. Let me run it up in there. Get me, get me some five or six yards so I can get a third and manageable situation. The problem with it is, after the, the, the hundred thousandth time, people are all saying... <laughs> He's going to run the ball on second and ten, so you were in third and ten situations. Yeah, but that's why third... I got him right where I want him. That's why I got him right where I want him. Now, listen, one, before I leave you, I, I yeah. have to apologize. Yes. i got to apologize. Yes. Because I think I got your hopes up a little too much on that lottery stuff. Oh. oh. You know, because you didn't win? Because we, we, we had – I know you were already buying things. I know you had visions of what you wanted to do with the dough. Right. And I will tell you this. I went home that night. Yeah. And I am cured from gambling. I lost my two bucks. I did not get one number. It's over. It's done. He's not cured. one number. It's easy to cure. You me. want to know how how how, oh, how pathetic horrible. I am? I have a ticket with my numbers. Yes. I still haven't looked. Just because I know I haven't won the grand prize, I've no. I've shown no. I've like not even looked at my numbers. I could have gotten five out of six on one of these, and I have no idea. I've not even checked. What? what? I haven't checked because I figure. If I'm not going to win, you know, the 1.8 billion. You don't you don't want to win, you don't want to get a million. I forget the million. Who oh, needs I see. Who needs oh, the okay. million? Oh, okay. Who needs the million? We yeah. don't I mean, we got to I should get good. I'll go check it and I'll uh, I'll share it with you. Uh, well, I I also ran that story by my family, my my girls. Which story? Your your mom and dad, that oh, story? Oh jeez, oh god. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would have been, I told you it was going to be trouble, and it would have been big trouble. Big trouble. Big yeah. trouble. Now, we'll just leave it at that and let the listeners kind of <laughs> speculate. Uh, safe travels to L.A. Let's talk. Are you going to be back on Monday? Uh, let's see. Um, I'm coming home late Saturday night. Oh, uh, This coming Saturday night. Uh, no, a week from t- week. A week from tomorrow. So what about Monday? Uh, are you going to phone us on yes. Monday? Okay. Well, you'll phone me because I'll be in my the presidential suite at the hotel. Okay, nice. yeah. the Elvis the Elvis Presley suite, right? There you go. Okay, all right. We'll we'll phone you on on Monday for the uh, Monday morning quarterback show. Good. All right, good. Uh, Mike Holmgren, right there on nine fifty KJR. Brought to you by Medical Teams International, Master Park, Al Gaucho Sharp Vision, Washington Gold Casinos, Advanced Air Restoration, and Tacoma Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.